and welcome to Duck Blind. I'm Jill Schroeder, and this is our podcast from Grey Duck Gallery here in Austin, Texas. Today, I'll be chatting with Conde Aguilar. His exhibition, It's Only Barrio Pop, But I Like It, opens April 9th and runs through May 23rd. Hey, Conde. Hi, Jill. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> good to be um, here. Yeah, thanks for coming all the way from Brownsville. Sure, of course, of course. So, speaking of Brownsville, that's where you grew up, yes, right? And right. and you have an extensive um, music background also. Right. Can you talk about how music and Brownsville have um, um, inspired your artwork, sure. um, the process of you making art? Sure. Um, I, always, I always say, well, first of all, the, the music that's sort of native to uh, Brownsville and the Rio Grande Valley is conjunto music, which consists of uh, accordion uh, bajo sexto and uh, uh, upright bass or electric bass and the drum kit and so conjunto music for me has been sort of this doorway into the arts because conjunto music is so accessible and so 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 common you know in in, in our area that uh, that that kids you know the accordion is like the accord the electric guitar of music you know like the you know if you play the accordion you're eddie van halen you know what i mean <laughs> so so uh you know it, that's a a big factor in in the influence that uh, conjunto music has uh on 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 the younger kids i mean they even teach conjunto music in the high schools you know in some of the high schools in in uh in the valley and uh and so, you know, kids kids join, you know, the conjunto class and they actually learn how to play conjunto, you know. And I mean, they might not really go on to be, you know, recording musicians and stuff, but they sort of learn it, you know. It's like almost like a learning a dance or something. And uh, but in my case, I, you know, my dad, you know, has been playing conjunto music since he was 18 years old. And, um, you know, that was basically, you know, how I grew up, you know, it's just something that was like you could say maybe organic for me right uh you know there's actually uh, my mom actually has a picture of me in a stroller right next to my dad my dad's playing bass and i'm i'm like <laughs> one year old in a stroller right next to him and i'm like well that makes a lot of sense right <laughs> <laughs> and so you know you know i i you know my grandfather anastasio aguilar gave me my first accordion when i was um i think i was maybe five or something you know, it was a two a two row button diatonic accordion, and uh, I you know I didn't take it serious until maybe when I was ten years old. I started to actually you know not play with it as a toy. You know, it started right. converting into something that was more more serious, you know, or something. Right, and then you know, of course, you know, going to all the dances and the gigs with well, not all of them, but the ones that were local with my dad and. And uh, and my I should say my padrino Gilberto Perez, which is uh, he was a pioneer of uh, conjunto music back home. My padrino uh, Gilberto Perez just uh, passed away. Uh, <clears throat> sorry. I'm sorry. Wow, it's hitting. Yeah. Sorry. Um, and so he just passed away a month ago, and uh, oh man, he was huge in in my life. Right, he's uh, um, he was just such a big big influence in my life and of course my dad and i still have my dad around and you know fortunately and uh so you know my padrino you know uh he was one of those pioneers you know it's i always say it's like uh you know watching him play or playing next to him was was like uh watching picasso paint or or watching uh, matisse paint you know that's that's how i related to to art now right 
And I got to do the same thing with uh, a lot of the pioneers of conjunto music, you know, uh, Tony La Rosa, Ruben Bella, um, which are, you know, big names in conjunto music. And so, you know, that in itself was has always been a big, uh, it was always a big privilege. And yeah, I mean, and, you know, and then art just sort of, I guess, again, you know, it's, conjunto was such like a, like a big door that, that I was able to appreciate anything, you know, having to do with uh with the arts right um and the accessibility of it now for the younger kids right and mm-hmm. um and so you know i do incorporate some of uh elements of uh a sort of uh you know uh, accordions you know in in the paintings and stuff like that sometimes huh. sometimes they're sort of abs- little abstract lines that are in there you know yeah you know you don't really pick them up when you see it offhand but uh um you know Music does play sort of, um, I guess you could say maybe, in a sense, uh, psyche, right? Of it, you know. The, yeah. The yeah. Sort of compositional elements, you know, that mm. kind of bleed into, you know, the way I see things and the way I hear things, you know, the way I combine, appropriate, you know, uh, licks from accordion players and maybe images from painters, you know. And, do you, so. do you think trusting your intuition through um, playing music has lent itself to trusting your intuition to creating paintings? Yeah, it definitely has. I mean, I you know, I I in a, in the sense that I've recorded uh, uh, quite a few albums, and the instincts that you're using when you're actually recording something is uh, you know. It's as serious as you as it is when you're painting something because it's permanent. You know, you're recording something and it's it's on there. You know, you <laughs> you want to have a, a nice performance. You know that uh, that that that'll you know that'll cut through time and you know that that'll that'll be stuff that I recorded when I was 13 years old. I can still listen to it. You know, it it still holds up. You know, and so you know that's basically sort of um, I guess I don't know if standards is the right word, but you know, uh, you know, you you make paintings and and uh, before I you know I publish them on whatever you know social media or whatever you know um, right. you know I, I I tend to to know that okay I can live with that you know and and I don't have to go back and retouch it or do anything it's it's pretty much it's out of my system it's done you know yeah. uh, and and so you know there are some paintings that I paint over but I really don't sometimes don't even you know publish them or anything like that or or right. I struggle with them for a while. Or if I publish them, I do, you know, version two or whatever, you know, I, I, I do make <laughs> yep. it clear that it's a different version of the original or whatever, right? Um, I wanted to touch on like the process of you making each painting. I know we were talking while we we're um, um, installing today mm-hmm. that they're not collage, they're, right. they're transfer, there's a lot of paint. Um, all sorts of different paints, fabric paints, markers, all that. Right. So we, you know, I've seen the videos of you like putting a lot of things on and then taking a lot of things out. So mm-hmm. it's it's like a reductive kind of process. But if you can kind of kind of go through like how you would start something or sure, sure. yeah, um, you know, it, it could start from anywhere from you know just the idea of being free, right, and and sort of making the first mark and not really well you kind of calculate it in your head right you know it's it is free but you know there is a little bit of i guess you know your mind does pull you in certain places right and you make that first mark and 
but it it it, it essentially it really does feel like a free because I'm I have no idea where it's going or or anything. I just have a vague idea of of the color that I'm using or sometimes I if I think of a if even even to this point to where if I think that I'm going to pick up a red pastel, you know, I'll I'll say, you know what? I'm going to pick up a blue one instead of a red one just to kind of not go to where I think that I want to go or huh. just to kind of disturb the idea right. of, of it being something a, more per- of a habit or a pattern. Right. Yeah. I, yeah, something like that. So so you know, I you know I, I don't do it all the time, but when I when I actually sometimes I remember I'll you know I'll pick up a different color instead of the color that I was gonna pick up or something. You know, it, it just takes me somewhere else. So usually you know it's either a, an ink marker or a pastel or something, and then I I usually go and and prime over that, set the primer over that, and and after I do the primer before it dries, I apply. Um, uh, paper, uh, maybe either coloring books or 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 wrapping papers and stuff that that I know by trial and error through 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 the years that I know that will transfer. Uh, not all magazine pages transfer, you know. That some of them do, and and so I've learned that, you know. And so I know what to have in, around me and stuff like that. Um, but it usually starts again, you know, with with, uh, with transfers, and then and then after the the primer dries and the transfer is the actual paper is set on top of the primer and so i go back and take off the the paper the excess paper with water which is very you know actually a technique i learned from uh uh uh, robert rauschenberg uh he was using um vegetable dye to make his printouts of course i don't have (laughs) uh (laughs) fifty thousand dollar prints you know uh, printers to make uh vegetable dye prints and and so he would that's what he would do right and so basically it's sort of the same idea but in a different you know medium i guess you would say right uh you know using you know you could use uh coloring books and stuff like that and uh uh, some some magazine pages and uh, wrapping papers again and and so i go back and i take off the the paper and so it it leaves behind the transfer the the image that the paper you know had on the opposite side and so um and so then after that i i you know i take a picture of the of the picture that that at that point is very abstract you know it's completely an abstract thing you know i you know so i take a picture of it and then i i put it into the computer into my into my photoshop uh, software and so i start superimposing things you know i start going through my sort of files of of uh, uh archive of images you know pictures i've taken or or just stuff i've saved from the internet or scans or whatever i might have on my on my hard drive and and so i go through the the you know the the files of images and you know i sort of you know l- you know look and and see you know what kind of would maybe fit what's already there compositional wise and mm-hmm. And uh, usually what I have on my files is because it's something that's caught my eye and, and something that I know I'm going to eventually use. I've had images that I never use, you know, and then eventually, you know, two years, three years, four years, five years later, okay, you know, I, I want to use, yeah, I want to use that one and it fits. And I use it and I tend to use most of the stuff only one time, you know, kind of only use okay. because since I'm sort of appropriating I don't I don't feel that I want to appropriate the same thing, you know, over and over. Unless it's unless it's something that is sort of like a common or like a, maybe like a like a flower or right. stuff that that's 
that I could see being repeated, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but some of the stuff is just, you know, a one-time thing, you know. It just happens one time. And, and so then, you know, I, I superimpose it and, you know, I arrange it. And then so I figured, okay, this seems to be the right, you know. So then I, I my best attempt to elimi- uh, uh, emulate what, what I, you know, put together on the computer, you know, I, I, I project on the, on the panel and so, so you know, I have to match the colors. I have to match the sort of the texture is texture look of it and that kind of stuff. So right. it's it's a it's a process. It's it's. I feel like it's more like a. I feel like it's more like a, arranging an orchestra or something like that. Hmm. It, it's like maybe more like an arrangement than a painting. You know, it's it's. <laughs> uh, yeah, because I mean, I've gone through the the process of painting where you know you you're consistently pa- painting, right? You're painting, you're painting, you're painting, and you feel yourself being a, being pulled into the painting by mm-hmm. way of painting. But with this process, I do reach a point where okay, I need to paint something here. I need to I need to include this uh, this material that's called oil paint, or this material that's called acrylic paint, or or this material that's called uh, spray paint. But as far as consistently painting like a de Kooning or something, you know, de Kooning painted, you know, all with oil paint and he's painting, he's making this painting, right? And so, you know, I, I, I just have elements of, of things going on and it's more of a composition. It's more like a, or an orchestration of elements being put together, right? And so, yeah. So, uh, so we had just finished our video, so I'm going to sure, sure. riff off on some, yeah. some of that stuff. You had talked about the signs in Brownsville, mm-hmm. uh, the hand-painted signs. And they like that text shows up quite a bit in in your work. Yeah. So, like I mentioned before, the the fact that in Brownsville, I mean, we just literally maybe they opened up our our museum in Brownsville. What was it? Uh, maybe fifteen years ago. Okay. That's like our first museum where. And where you've been in that museum. Yeah. Too. And I, yeah. Yeah. I, you I, you know, there. fortunate to have a show in there, yeah. and and, and uh, uh, it's been great. It's a beautiful space, and so you know, it, it, very fortunate to. For us to now have a museum in Brazil, but we, you know, before, before that, we, you know, basically only had like you know maybe like a little art league where you know people would go and paint flowers and you know uh, still lives and stuff like that. Yeah. But it wasn't it wasn't something that was accessible to everybody. You had to be a member and you know all this, and you had to join to be there to go see or whatever. And so you know I, you know being be, having this sort of artistic sensibility. Um, you know, just driving down the street and, you know, going to, to the mom and pop stores and seeing all these hand-painted signs. To me, that was sort of like that, you know, idea of, of painting, right? And and so I think that had a, a, that had an impact on me as a young kid, right? And, and, and experiencing that. And so, uh, and so it, I guess, you know, you, you could say it surfaced. And, and so now it sort of comes out and it's like maybe this ongoing theme that I've had, you mm-hmm. know, um, within the past uh, few years that, uh, it, you know, you actually see the, some of the paintings that actually have sort of that, that look like collaged pieces of signs in there. But they're actually hand painted. Um, and so it's just an, an, an aesthetic, right, that I feel that I sort of identified with and I, I you know I guess now they ended up in the paintings right and 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 uh, uh, you know and, and I guess you know the idea at the end of the day maybe is to sort of have this uh, identity you know with uh, with sort of the the mom and pop uh, sort of uh, I don't know if you may, might say generation or mm-hmm. or time you know 
because an interesting thing is that you know i remember i i remember that you know we used to maybe go to the little corner store and buy you know a bag of fritos or you know a coke or whatever right and then you know maybe at the end of the day we were you know we were we got treated to go to mcdonald's or something you know so the world of of the mom and pop hand painted kind of sloppy you know kind of not perfect you know uh that artistic sort of you know uh, practical sign making collided with this perfect uh, uh hard edge uh, mcdonald's you know graphic you know everything is you know nicely you know done mm-hmm. so you know i feel like i live somewhere between those two worlds that keep you know that are always sort of uh, uh, uh colliding right and so you know i aspire to make a painting that has that sort of uh you know middle ground or ground or something yeah and so you know it's something that i feel maybe might be eventually I guess the goal is to eventually develop this aesthetic that that's that speaks that you know maybe that real grandy South Texas aesthetic you know and and maybe you know that's something that could be part of the puzzle that fits into the art history world or something you yes know? So, so that you know yes. that's I guess that that would be sort of the bottom line or something you know the so is, is barrio pop kind of coming from that? Yeah. Like that term is... Right, yeah, it does. And, and I mean, I've always known about Chicano art and that kind of stuff, but lately I've been sort of uh, kind of studying a little bit more and, you know, trying to learn about, you know, what did, you know, the concepts were of the, the older generation and stuff. And so it turns out that, you know, I do fall into that, you know, sort of, uh, I don't know what you how you might say it, but... Uh, genre genre sort of the revolution of that you know and so uh just the fact that you know it's the mexican-american thing which again it's two things that you know sort of collide you know and it seems that that's an ongoing theme in what i do right and and just the words barrio and pop you know that's a spanish word and an english you know sort of word right so so just just the name itself speaks of you know the mexican american uh, american experience right mm-hmm. and so so i, I guess i guess i i want to make it into this uh abstract idea abstract uh aesthetic that that will cross you know and and can be shared you know amongst the other cultures right uh, that can that can sort of you know sor- serves as as as, uh, as this bridge you know to to introduce you know uh, you know the art world to to different uh you know aesthetics and that happens to be you know ours from from our region right um so that you know that's that's basically the idea of that you know i i i did uh grow up you know in the on the border which you know was informed by a lot of the things from coming from the border of mexico and then you know coming from uh, the the united states culture and so we're very sort of it's a very unique uh area as far as bronzeville because like the chicanos they always felt that they were fighting for their rights and you know and 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 there's a little bit more of uh of anger in the chicano art right and so in our art in the tejano art it, it seems like it's more i don't know how you know again this is just something that i've been sort of uh you know sort of studying and trying to 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 put together to see where i fit in all that you know Mm -hmm. situation so i might have to get back on you with that (laughs) 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 no i mean that's great i mean you're well and you're evolving yourself yeah so 
I mean, maybe we should dive down into like some specific pieces. Okay. Um, sure. I was going to ask you about Border Bandit, but oh. if there's another piece you'd rather talk about, like yeah. Free as a Bird or... Yeah, like, uh, I mean, Border Bandit, I mean, it's uh, um, a little piece. Uh, a friend of mine many, many years ago, uh, you know, he dubbed me as the Border Bandit because I think he recognized at that point that I was already sort of... Uh, uh, appropriating and just you know grabbing things and putting them <laughs> in the in the paintings and so you know he's like yeah you're the border bandit you know and you know I it, I, I never really I never thought okay I'm gonna you know oh I'm gonna take that and make it my pers you know persona and mm -hmm. do that you know I, you know I just I just thought it was something that sounded cool and you know <laughs> and and so uh, so you know that many years later you know finally I apply it to a painting which is something that I you know recently painted and and so that particular painting it looks like a uh, like a like a portrait mm -hmm. but uh you know it's sort of you know inside the actual silhouette of the person it's like pieces of a of a of a homemade sign you know signage and you know some transfers and you could see a a little bit of mickey mouse in there and just stuff that you know ended up uh, you know, staying within the composition. Uh, would you call it a self-portrait at all? Well, I mean, I, I, I think I would. You know, it probably, you know, ends up being a self-portrait. And, and so, you know, the background and the actual silhouette is actually from a Picasso painting. Right. So so the background is, is, is um, I mean, I guess you, you would have to see it, you know, for it to make sense. But, uh, you know, it's actually a, a painting of a, a Picasso painting, but I took out the person and i just left the silhouette mm -hmm. and so you know within the silhouette you, it's like you're you're looking into somebody's skeletal uh, structure right right so, uh, so it, you know it turned out to be again one of those gut paintings that uh um that you know just was very informative you know and 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 it, you know it's just it's, it's just confirmation that okay you know make another one you know <laughs> of yeah, course just keep going i'm, I'm glad you keep thinking that <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah and, and you know and and then the one you mentioned right now um, um free as a bird um you know that's a reference to of course a uh, uh, paul mccartney uh, Beatles song you know again you know Beatle, uh, music sort of informing the visual art and so um you know that painting in particular it's literally all the marks on it you know all the little sketches and the little all the little marks were actually transfers from a little drawing my four-year-old daughter made and so um you know free as a bird she's free as a bird you know i mean little <laughs> kids draw and they make wonderful things just you know naturally you know without even thinking and that's what i think every artist truly aspires to <laughs> and so yeah you know and, and so you know throughout the history of art you know you always hear of artists trying to emulate you know childlike drawings and mm -hmm. and so i just thought it was kind of hilarious in a way to actually it's literally <laughs> a you know child's drawing you know in the painting so there's no you can't argue with it you know it, it, it you yeah know, you, you take it to court and it's going to win because it's it's <laughs> a child painting you know i didn't try to make a child child drawing it it is a child by by right. way of transfer right i mean i feel like it also talk strongly about how important family is to yeah you too yes yes yeah that is true i mean i you know, and from the beginning, I've always thought, and and I think that uh, consciously I was conscious about it because I always thought that I was going to be a musician and I wasn't going to be able to have a family, mm. or that, 
or that that was going to be a conflict all my life. You know, I I thought that that was going to be something that wasn't going to be correct or, you know, it was just not going to be, you know. My dad was a musician all his life. It, well, was because he retired. Uh, again, you know, my dad's still around. And, uh, I mean, I do remember my dad being around, but I know that he wasn't around for a lot of things also. And so, I don't know if that played a, uh, a part in me saying, you know what, when our band broke up, you know, I had the chance to go this way, continue with music mm-hmm. or or something else. And so, I feel like, you know, art saved me in a sense that I was able to do what I wanted to do, but I couldn't do music, but I still was able to do be creative. And so, you know, literally eight months before the, our band broke up, I had started sketching, you know, and, and drawing and making little pastel still lives and stuff like that. And, and so, you know, the band broke up and it just kind of just went, you know, to the art. It just naturally went there, you know. And I believe that it was from this one of the one of the few memories that i have when i was maybe four or five years old i remember my uncles drawing on their school notebooks i remember them drawing clearly remembering remember them drawing like lowrider cars and stuff like that you know (laughs) and so so you know that's just a memory that i had in the back of my head uh, you know and and so it just i guess it just kind of it just kind of surfaced, you know, and it came back again. Um, and I only have like two memories. I only have I only I only remember my uncle's drawing under on their school paper and I and and Star Wars. That's all I remember. <laughs> when I was five years old, that's it. I, you know, I don't recall anything else. You know, maybe the trees and stuff, but uh, but that's it. You know, and, it's not and, bad. <laughs> so you know, I remember uh, vividly. You know, the the movies and 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 uh, and that. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you know. I feel like a, a lot of the things that end up in my paintings uh, are stuff that, you know, at some point compelled me and and, and maybe I put them in the back of my head or uh, I guess there is a natural human thing about that, you know, that everybody has, right? That, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you store things and somehow, you know, they're in there and at some point, you know, it might be a deja vu or something for somebody or, you know, it, it's just, I guess it, it comes out differently and by a memory or something. But I guess in, in my case, uh, it comes out, you know, in, in paintings and, and stuff like that, you know. And I first realized that back in, let me see, I think it was 2004 when I made a, uh, I made a painting and, uh, and I, I, I titled it Lucy's Days because one of my aunts, I think, I think she was sick at that time, and it had to do with one of my aunts, and 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 somehow that painting had like a like a like a a little bit of an image of a cat in there somewhere, and and that cat, I remember it being in her living room, you know, when I was like, you know, a kid, a mm-hmm. small kid, right, and so. So that cat came up in the painting, and then, um, and then you know, uh, maybe a couple of months later, she passed away. But but it's something that came before she passed away. It's like I was oh, thinking wow. about it, and yeah. I, I mean, I'm not gonna say that I was gonna predict the future or anything like that. But it was maybe you know, I don't know. There was something different in the air, I guess, and mm-hmm. and somehow that came in in the painting, and 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 uh, and so that's what I mean. You know, the, the, just the gut, you know, and, and you just go with it and. And and I've learned to sort of uh, uh, trust that and go with it. You know, yes. just you know, don't 
not to fight it so much you know to, you know just whatever you know like this for me these assemblages that are in the show you know it's like i don't know if anybody would actually want to have that in their collection or anything right but it's just things that i feel like i need to do you know and and as as um, silly maybe as they may be or as uh, serious as they may be i don't know right but yeah. i still have to make them you know i feel like i I feel like I want to make them, you know. I feel like sometimes I, you know, I'm not painting, you know, I don't paint for or work on paintings for maybe two months or something. And and I want to, like, just get stuff and put it together, you know. Like, I have that craving of just gathering stuff, you know, <laughs> and putting it together. Unfortunately, if I had a bigger studio, I feel like, you know, I would... I would be a little bit more productive or, or maybe just have more mess in my, my studio. I think you're <laughs> plenty productive, honestly. <laughs> yeah, so, so uh, you know, it's, it's funny because, it, you know, it's taking years to sort of uh, realize that there is some kind of uh, cycle or some kind of process the way I'm working, you know. Because yeah. literally, I, sometimes I feel like, you know, spring comes and I, I feel like I want to paint, you know, you know because ah. of the season change, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. And so... You know, and that's something that is, like, it's sort of, wow, okay, is that really what's happening, you know? Like, I, you know, I think about it, and I'm like, okay, I guess, you know, I guess I, you know, the spring, and you know, and it's because of all the fluorescent colors on, on the trees and, you know, the brand new leaves, the mesquite mm -hmm. trees back home. Yeah. The mesquite trees when, you know, during the winter, they're completely, they're, they look dead, you know? Right. And so when, when winter comes back around... I mean, when spring comes back around, the leaves look, you know, they look uh, brand new and they're like fluorescent, yes, you know, and yeah. there's a lot of fluorescent color. So th that's, that has to be playing a, a role in it, you know. It's, it's no miracle, you know what I mean? It's, <laughs> it's just, you know, it's just really being awake to it, you know. And, yes. And, and, you know, you're aware of it, you know. And, yeah. And, and so, uh, so, yeah. Spring. Spring is in the air. Yeah, spring is in the air, <laughs> definitely, you know. So, yeah. Well, yeah. I want to thank you so much for, for this little podcast. Sure, of course. <laughs> thank you, Jill. You know, I, I you know from the beginning, I know that, you know, I, I mentioned to you that I was, you know, very thrilled to show here, you know, back when we had our, our group show with Jorge and Mauricio. And, yeah. And, uh, you know, it was like, a, you know, it was like a dream for me to show in your gallery. And, and I was so happy to 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 have done it at that time and still you know r today even even better because it's a solo show and you know it's right it's even you know I'll, you know 10 times gra more gratifying and so you know i really appreciate your uh, the opportunity to be able to present my work in your gallery oh and, well we're honored and, to have uh, you thank you so much thank you so much and congratulations for for staying afloat you know i know it's uh, <laughs> very difficult you know very difficult in texas to to you know maintain your your gallery and and stay up so you know that's definitely admirable and and uh it just you know goes to show how you know how you care about the arts and 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 uh Aww. you know i think that people you know see that and they'll keep coming around yeah thank you even even though with this uh hard time with the covid and everything you know it's a uh, you know, I I know it's uh, tough and it's wow. You know, it's amazing. We'll get through it, right? <laughs> we'll get through it. We'll definitely, get through it. definitely, <laughs> definitely. That's what this show is about. You know, so it's only barrio pop, but I, but I like it. You know, it's it's as simple as that. You know, just <laughs> just just do what you like and you know, just keep going, man. That's all we can do. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> well, thanks yeah. again, Conde. Well, thank you to Mark and 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 yourself, and thank Aww. you so much. Thank you so much. Okay, I want to thank Conde for joining me on this podcast, the exhibition. It's only Barrio Pop, but I like it. 
runs April 9th to May 23rd. I would also like to thank Scott David Gordon for producing the show and the Black Drum Set for letting us use their song, A Dangerous Drive. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you.